With us today is uh, Dick Morris, uh, one of the smartest strategists I know. He was a strategist for uh, President Bill Clinton. He was a strategist for President Donald Trump. And a lot of things have happened since last Sunday. Uh, the election, red wave, well, maybe not. Uh, Dick Morris, tell us what the heck is going on. Yeah, well, we, we apparently have won the House. Uh, we'll, we're waiting for the last three districts, but it's looking good. Uh, which one is that? The House of Representatives. Oh, yes, that is looking good. Uh, yeah. But uh, well, now, the, the Senate, Senate, go ahead. Well, the Senate, it's hard to tell because um, I think we'll probably lose the Senate. But, you know, Laxalt of Nevada was ahead and now he's dropping. I have a different take on all of this. I don't give a damn about the Senate at this point as long as we have the House. Because when you think about it, we won't be able to, even if we had the Senate, we would not be able to pass legislation uh, because Trump, Biden would veto it. And uh, he can't pass any legislation because the House won't pass it. So we can stop him from spending. We can stop him from taxing. We can stop him from most of his overregulating by having the House. It doesn't matter if we have the Senate, too. One House is enough to kill it. The major purpose in controlling the legislative body as we look ahead to the 24 election is hearings, is the ability to get to the bottom of and unearth the Hunter Biden stuff, uh, Joe Biden's relationship with the Chinese Communist Party, uh, the whole politicization of the FBI and the Justice Department, the crossfire hurricane investigation about the phony dossier that had the country up in arms for two years. And those are all issues that have got to be investigated. And the House can do that as easily as the Senate, in fact, better, because Jim Jordan, the chairman of that committee, is better than whoever, whoever would be his Senate counterpart. And, um, you, you know, you only need one gavel. You don't need two gavels. One committee is fine to go into this. So I'm a lot less concerned about winning the second House than I am about having won the first. To me, the key fight was to win the House, which I think we've done. And if we win the Senate, that's so much extra. But I don't think it's really that important. Not when you don't have the presidency. Tell us, why did the red wave not happen? Well, a very big reason is that Republicans didn't put up any money. All of those people you talk to say the fate of our nation is at stake and all that. They didn't reach into their wallets enough. Uh, the Republican, the Democrats spent $395 million on Senate races, and the Republicans spent 195 And, uh, you know, why didn't we win in New Hampshire? Well, Hassan, the incumbent Democrat, spent $26 million, and Bulldog, the Republican challenger, spent all of $2 million. Uh, why didn't we win in Pennsylvania? Well, Fetterman uh, spent $68 million dollars, and Oz spent 35. And uh, why didn't we win in, uh, in, in any of these states? You find a two-to-one margin against us in campaign spending. And I believe that ultimately that was the key factor, that you just had the Republicans just did not put up the money. Uh, the the uh, information age high-tech tycoons from Seattle wallpapered this race with their checks. 
and enabled the radical Democrats to win and to survive. But our guys didn't come through, not large donors and not small donors. The second thing is that on your show and a bunch of shows, I've been, I've been talking about the importance of early voting. Uh, in my book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback, uh, I say that early voting is the key. And Republicans just didn't vote early. Uh, why did Fetterman lose to, uh, why did Oz lose to Fetterman? Well, on election day, when the polls opened, Fetterman had 700,000 early votes and Oz had 100,000. Uh, Zeldin similarly was outgunned by Hochul in early votes. And you just can't sit back and let Democrats vote all during October and the first week of November and think you're going to make it all up on election day. We probably lost hundreds of thousands of votes of people who planned to vote, but they got sick or they had to be with their kids or, you know, they, uh, the, 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 the day, the hours just went by and uh, we lost those votes. And if you're a Democrat, you can always say, well, there's always tomorrow because it's not yet election day. But Republicans waited until election day. And at that point, there is no tomorrow. And then the third factor is that Republicans were knifed in the back by their own majority leader, Mitch McConnell. Some of the uh, uh, people are complaining that the people that uh, uh, President Trump uh, uh, supported, uh, that he didn't give them uh, enough money either. And a lot well, of people are complaining right. about Mitch McConnell, too, that he didn't give them enough money. So yeah, everybody's job. complaining. Yeah, but it's McConnell's job. It's not Trump's. McConnell collected this money under the pretension that it was going to go for Senate Republican Senate candidates. And he ends up underfunding anybody that did, that wouldn't support him for leader. Uh, he underfunded Oz, Vance, uh, Bud in North Carolina, Masters in Arizona. Talk to me about talk to me about Oz. He, what the heck happened there? Hang, hang on a second. He underfunded yeah. all of those races. Uh, because they wouldn't be loyal to him for majority leader. What happened with Oz? What happened with Oz is that he was outspent by 30 million bucks. Uh, the other side spent 68 and he spent 38. Um, what do you think's going to happen when there's that kind of ratio? And then the early voting, the Democrats knew they had a flawed candidate who was disabled. So they racked up the early votes that came in before the debate. When that debate started, Fetterman had half a million votes already in the bank. And uh, with that kind of early voting and that kind of financial disadvantage, uh, it's amazing that we won the House seats we did. Where do we go from here? Well, I believe we control the House. I think we investigate the hell out of Biden. I think the economy is going to fall apart. I think that the, uh, that the recession is coming, a humongous recession. And I think we're going to do fine in 2024. But I believe we stay with Trump. Uh, I don't buy DeSantis. Uh, Trump is the only candidate that can actually say, I did it. Uh, how are we going to have job creation without inflation? Well, Trump can say, I did it. How can we seal the borders? Well, Trump will say, I did it. How are we going to cut crime? Trump will say, I did that too and stand up to Russia and China, Iran, North Korea. Trump did it. And he's the only candidate running, or potentially running, who is both a challenger, so we can talk about the future, 
and an incumbent so he can talk about what he's done in the past yeah. and the way he's kept his promises. So there are a lot of people who are dilettantes who are saying, oh, let's look at DeSantis. Trump caused all of our problems. The hell he did. Trump attracted 50,000 people to come out in the rain in Podunk. And uh, he's you're going to be on at noontime today on uh, yeah. on uh, Sunday uh, between 12 and 1 on WABC. What are you going to talk yeah. about? Are you going to further this well, discussion? I'll, I'll, I'll be continuing the rant that I'm on right now. Okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. listening. Uh, Dick That's Morris, uh, WABCRadio.com, 770 on your dial at 12 noon on Sunday. Make sure you listen to find out the rest of the story, what happened to the red wave. Thank you, Dick Morris, and we'll catch up soon.